Let me see, okay. Alright, fight fans, welcome to Caveman Corner with your host, Jeff. Captain Caveman Dance. Yeah. We're back. 100 episodes, Ray. Congratulations. You made it to 100. I'm glad you didn't end up in jail between 99 and 100. I know we were close there for a minute. <laughs> yeah, rough start to the new year. Yeah, it's all right. We're, we're here. I didn't want to do the 100 without you. You tried to get me Fred Edish uh, the other week. So, uh, Fred, we apologize that we didn't get you on. Uh, we're going to have you on in a little bit. So when you listen to this, you actually hear that um, Ray was in a little bit of legal trouble. Uh, oh, he, he already knows. Oh, all right. Cool, cool. We'll have to see if he's got any advice for you. He's a pretty reasonable, smart man. Yeah, he is. But he don't got that 1980 porn stash no more. Yeah, you're not going to get you out of trouble anymore. Magnum P.I. stash. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Fred. We're already picking on him. I love that guy, though. Yeah, he's cool. Yeah. So for 100 episodes, we figured we'd get the person that got the most views. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I can't believe that Fred Edish is the guy that got us the most views. Yeah. You know, I had, mean, that podcast was actually pretty good, man. One of the best we ever did. Yeah, it was really good. And if you haven't listened to it yet, you should go click over and listen to it before you listen to the part two. Yeah. But um, we talked about his story and what happened and everything else. So we're going to just skip right over that if you want to hear it. Definitely listen to our last podcast. But uh, we're just going to go into what's been going on with him since last time we had him on. He's a cool guy, man. Yeah. Real cool. Yeah. I can't yeah, believe he's got 10 times more views. We had, like, world champions on, former world champions, and he's still the, the number one views by a lot. I think you should uh, roll with him one time. Have yeah? Him, invite him over to the gym. And <laughs> we should meet up. I would roll with Fred Irish. That'd be cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, what if he beats me, though, dude? That'd be kind of embarrassing. He's a little bit older than me. He might be better. I don't know. He definitely will beat me. Yeah, he'll beat you. <laughs> <laughs> There's no doubt he's going to beat you. <laughs> <laughs> all right so let me uh call him up all right, i can't believe you missed mr so i was drinking i think ray caught me uh getting some rock star in my mouth um <laughs> ray never talks when i he sees me drinking he just lets the air go dead it's the worst co-host ever i know that's what mean. <laughs> he just looked at me too i wish you would have been here for mr jujitsu he could have told you how lazy you are oh no man that was a funny one though <laughs> yeah he's a I, I love his post man it's, yeah crazy you know like when i listened to it i was like oh my god i wish i had ray's phone because my phone sucks when we do these interviews on my phone yeah you see hear how choppy it is what service do you have at&t i might have the at&t i don't even know what i have but it's not good verizon or something no i don't Shit, have verizon i have nah what's you ha- sprint now oh they they suck yeah is sprint yeah. still sprint or is it something else well, they time to team up with T-Mobile, I heard, but mm-hmm. I don't know if it's going to happen, though. I don't know. That's what I have, or I had. Whatever I have now, it sucks. All right. All yeah. right. Let's get Mr. Addish on. Yep. Can you put it in between? Ray still doesn't know where to put the phone yet, so everyone oh. can hear us. There we go. Hello. Hey, hey, how you doing? Hey, I'm all right. This is Buffalo, New York. I guess I know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody but K-Man's Corner, I hope. Yeah, I, I'm hoping. <laughs> so this is our 100th episode, man, and we want to have you back on because you've had more views than anyone else we've had on by almost five times as much. I don't know wow. why that is, but that's amazing. Yeah, I, you just can't understand what people's tastes are, I guess. It's hard to say. Yeah, we had Mark Coleman on. We had world champions on. We got up and coming Bellator fighters, UFC fighters. We had uh, Choking in on. We had James Tony. James Tony, and you're still you you out viewed every one of them. Damn, that's pretty neat. And the the best thing is when I uh, I can see how long people listen, and people actually listen to the whole podcast of you. It's not just like snippets of it. They come <laughs> back and they listen. And they they listen to the whole thing. So oh, that's great. Glad to hear that. Yeah, we just wanted to let you know that there's a lot of people out there that care about you or care about what you're saying, at least. So you must have a oh, great that's... message. Well, I, I don't understand it, but I'm grateful for it. <laughs> <laughs> so what have you been doing since last time we talked? I know you had a guy that was uh, came back. It was supposed to be a great story. 
Uh, I don't want to ruin too much of it because that's a, a great story for you to talk about. Yeah, I had uh, probably my most successful guy. Uh, he'd been out for uh, nine, ten years. Uh, he decided that he wanted to come back uh, and do a kickboxing match. And uh, the reason that he wanted to do that was so that he could donate all the proceeds from the match to a charity to prevent human trafficking. So he did that. Uh, unfortunately, our result did not come out like we would like it. Um, but uh, he got his message out and he made a lot of money uh, and he gave 100% of it away to that charity. So I'm really proud of him for that. That's awesome, man. What was his name, if you don't mind? Uh... His name his name is Corey Bringus. And uh, he was he was 10-0 as an amateur and 1-0 as a pro, all in MMA. And uh, he was he was a great fighter. I mean, the guy, he was a coach's dream. Uh, he had all the tools. He was really teachable. He had no ego. He had the heart of a lion. He didn't know how to quit. And I had a plan for him. The, the, the plan that I had at the time, I was a Pat Milicic fighting systems affiliate instructor. And I was going to take him up to a certain level. And then I was going to ship him off to Pat so Pat could take him the rest of the way. Because I figured that this was a guy that, that really had a future. But um, the best laid plans, you know how that goes. <laughs> He, uh, he end, ended up uh, graduating college, uh, got married, had four children fairly quickly. And so uh, the, the, the plans for an MMA career went by the wayside. And he's now, you know, he's, he's very successful. He's, you know, he's got the beautiful family. He's got a beautiful home. He's got a great job. And so I'm happy for him and I'm proud of him. But he, he was a guy that I think had the tools that, that could have really made an impact. Man, that's a... That's kind of a good story, even though it sounds sad that he didn't continue to fight, but it, it's a good story in the fact that, you know, he made something of his life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Um, even though you know, I'm a traditional martial artist and he trained in, in the sport, uh, still, you, as a, as a martial artist, you want somebody to take the lessons that they learn, whether it be in the gym or in the dojo, and apply them to your life and make your whole life better. And this is a guy that even though it wasn't a traditional martial art, he, he had more of those qualities in his heart and in his spirit than a lot of people I know that do practice so-called traditional martial arts. I mean, he was, he was a humble guy. He's kind. He's got the work ethic that goes through the roof. He, he knows what his priorities should be. He does the right thing, even if it's not popular. Now, these are all, all things that you try to instill in a martial artist, and, and, and he had it, and uh, I tried to hopefully help nurture it a little bit in him, and, and I would like to think that somehow along the way that helped in at least some small way in, in making his life better. How long was the break that he took? Oh, I think around 10 years. Jeez, that's what I thought you said in the post, like 10-year break. Yeah. Was he training at that time, or did he just come back 10 years cold and just start fighting again? He always works out. I mean, the guy's a beast. You couldn't keep him out of the gym if you wanted to. But he wasn't working out for fighting. He was working out just to be in shape. And uh, he got in touch with me. Uh, the fight was in December um, and probably was in, uh, I think, maybe September, where he said, hey, I want to do this. And so then he started coming back to the gym. Uh, and I went out to his house and trained him out there on the off days where I didn't have time in the gym and uh he came back quickly i mean I, I was so positive so confident that he was going to do great because when he when he first came back into the gym it wasn't too bad uh, sparring with him but every you know we, we we spar hard once a week and every week it got worse and worse it's like damn this guy's beating my ass and <laughs> he broke my ribs and then a couple of weeks later he hit me right in the same spot again and it's like man I, now i remember what it was like sparring this guy man it was just crazy Oof. and uh it, the, the fight was uh we, we we lost real early on in the first round but you know we we had a game plan he was following it he was doing great and he backed off and he caught just this wild crazy punch that 
he didn't see coming, and those are the ones that put you to sleep or the ones that you don't see coming. And he got clipped right on the chin, and, and I, you know, he'd never lost before. He'd never even been close to being knocked out, but he got put right to sleep. And was that MMA or was that a kickboxing fight? It was kickboxing. Right. So. I wish it was MMA. I, I, I think we would have done, done better if it was MMA, but that's what he wanted to do. And like I said, even though you know, we, we lost the fight, uh, I think we, we gained quite a bit in uh, drawing attention to a huge problem that's uh, worldwide. And we have quite a bit of it here in Kansas City because we're kind of at a crossroads here. Uh, we have you know major interstates traveling through here. We've got the airports. Uh, we've got a lot of traffic. And you read often about um, uh, human trafficking busts here in our area. So I'm real proud of him for what he did. I'm just as proud of him as if he would have won, you know. And uh, it's, it's, it's not the result. You know, I've always told all of my guys that there's a few things that I demand is that you put your time in in the gym, you get in shape, you make the weight, you fight as hard as you can fight, and you, 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 you conduct yourself uh, with 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 honor and integrity before, during, and after, and the results will take care of themselves. If we if we do all those things and we can control all those things, you know, then the result is what it was supposed to be. And for whatever reason, you know, this didn't go our way, but um, he did all of the things that I require of him, and he he did them in spades. And like I said, I just I just couldn't be prouder of this guy. He's he's a guy that. Um, I look at him more like a family member than I do as a friend or a student. That's amazing. That's a good story. I saw a lot of it on your social media, and I wanted to put it on the podcast because I've I seen it, and I wanted to hear hear the whole story in your words. And it's just good to hear. I like stories like this. It's, it's a good thing. You did a really good thing. Yeah, it. Uh, in, in a lot of ways, it was good. Uh, I, was, I was concerned about him because he got concussed really hard. Uh, he was He was asleep. He didn't know where he was when he woke up. He didn't know what he'd been doing. Had no clue what happened. Um, and you know, after the the after effects, you never know. You know, with a guy, you know, even a tough guy uh, mentally and physically, when something like this happens, that has never happened before in eleven fights. Uh, you, you wonder how it's going to affect him psychologically and, and affect his heart and his spirit. Um, I think he's doing okay. Uh, we we haven't talked in any great deal about uh, doing any more. I don't know what his plan is on that. Uh, we'll talk again here soon. I keep in touch with him, but I'm not pushing it. I want anything that he does to be his decision. And he knows that whatever he decides, that I'm 100% in his corner. If he wants to try again, uh, kickboxing or MMA, uh, I will always be in the guy's corner. Uh, if he chooses not to, I don't care. I'm in his corner anyway. Sounds good. He hasn't been having any lasting like health effects though, currently, right? No, I think everything everything got squared away. Uh, he had a headache for a few days. Uh, his memory came back. Uh, he doesn't remember the punch because he didn't see it. So his, <laughs> his, his brain didn't have, it never recorded it. So there's no way to recall something that it never recorded. I was recently knocked out for the first time ever in one of my fights uh, last year. And uh, I remember throwing the kick that got me knocked out because uh, I kicked him and he countered. And the next thing I remember, I remember being in the back talking with one of my coaches. I don't remember anything before. I don't remember talking to the doctor. I don't remember any of that. It's rem- so weird. I remember that fight. I was scared for you, K-Man. Ah. When the switch goes off, it goes off. It's, it, it's the, the brain is a, is a strange thing. Have you ever been knocked out? Not cold, no. I've I've got rung up pretty good, but uh, I've never been completely out. Uh, UFC two, I was I, the world was looking kind of strange and funny to me. But <laughs> I, I never I never got never went all the way out. Um, I've uh, I've only really been knocked down a couple of times, and that last time was training Corey for this fight. Like I said, he. <laughs> When he broke my ribs, uh, I didn't go all the way down. But uh, two weeks later, when he hit me into, if you drew the uh, a spot on my ribs the size of a dime, he hit the same damn spot. <laughs> and that that one put me down, and uh, I had enough at that point. I wasn't ready to to, to keep going. The, the day he broke my ribs, I did another round because we had one more round to go. But uh, uh, that second one, nah, I was done. Man, you are old school tough. That's amazing to hear. Guys, now they get like a little pinky nail messed up and bleeding they're like ah, i need to take a couple rounds off 
<laughs> well, we, 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 we don't work that way. <laughs> we're, we're, we're there to work. And in, in, in our case, I just have so few guys that um, I don't have anybody for him to spar except for a few of us. And on the, the, the second time he, he nipped me real good, uh, it was just him and I. So I, I couldn't take a round off. Then he's not going to get the work. And he needs the work. And that's why he comes to see me. So. Man, you guys are so tough. I love that old school mentality. Uh, if you don't mind me asking for the podcast, how old are you? Uh, 64. I'll be 65 later this year. Man, you're still banging out with these young guns, huh? Wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's tough. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in a battle with Father Time, but I'm not tapping out. That son of a bitch going to take me to a decision. I'm not. <laughs> I'm, not I'm not always undefeated, but I'm still going to fight him anyway. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I watch your social media and I see you doing a lot of cards. How much traditional martial arts are you doing and how much like MMA or fight training are you are you doing? I train every day. I train traditional every day. I train MMA at least three or four times a week. I do different kinds of conditioning. I do some kind of conditioning every day. So I, at, at, at my young age, I, I cannot afford to take days off because things slip away real fast and they're harder and harder to get back and if, if if you take time off when you do come back you don't come all the way back it's it's, it's it, things are different when you're old i hear that i'm 42 and i feel old i don't even i don't guess i don't have any right to say that anymore <laughs> <laughs> now you got to keep on keeping on and you know for me if I don't train, hell, I don't even like myself. So I know nobody else likes being around me. I've got to do it. You know, I, I think training is some, something that was somehow put in my life so that I could survive and be okay and get through a lot of stuff that I went through. And I know if I do take a day off, which is very, very rare, I don't feel right. And it's not just physical, but it's, it's, it's mental, it's emotional. So I try and do something every day. You know, it's not every day is not a hard day, but uh, there's there's always something going on, and some days are pretty hard. So if you don't I, mind me asking, I'm I'm going through the point in my life where I'm starting to struggle with this. I'm still very competitive with almost everybody in the gym, and I can hang with everybody, but I have a really hard time going like super hard a couple of days in a row. So right now I've been trying to do maybe three or four hard days of sparring a, a week. Uh, MMA, Jiu-Jitsu, and like Muay Thai. How how often do you like train hard when you were like in your forties? Oh, when I was in my forties, shoot four or five days a week. Yeah, I was I was I was training a lot more hours back then because I I had more time at that time, which seems crazy now that I'm old. You'd think I'd have plenty of time, but I don't. I'm not I'm not financially able to retire and I'm not smart enough to make any money so I got to work <laughs> my butt off so. But uh, I, I I trained a lot back then I trained at least I had classes 5 or 6 days a week and we went hard whether it was traditional or MMA um right now uh, we go hard on Saturdays we spar hard MMA sparring on Saturdays um we you know, we we take care of each other I mean we're not killing each other but we're going hard we wear 16 ounce gloves and shin guards because, you know, people have to go to work the next day and you have to be able to remember what your name is. And you got know, <laughs> to, you got to take care of yourself a little bit, but, uh, we, we go hard. We do takedowns and uh, you can't do much groundwork once you're, you know, when you have the big gloves on, but, uh, we, we do jujitsu or I, I probably shouldn't call it jujitsu because I'm not qualified, but we do grappling on, uh, Wednesday nights. Uh, we do stand up sparring, our stand-up training, a lot of mitts and pads on Mondays. Uh, so we, we mix it up. I like it. I'm training every day right now, but uh, I can't train hard. So I teach Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday. And then I just spar really hard on Fridays. And uh, I feel Sounds like a good schedule. Yeah. <laughs> I feel it beating, especially in my knees and my elbows. Like, I hold so many rounds, like, my elbows hurt. And I it's just very achy all the time. Just my wondering. wrist, my wrists ache from holding mitts and pads for guys, especially holding mitts for guys that don't hit in the center of the mitt. <laughs> <laughs> ah, they, 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 they've killed my wrists, man. They just absolutely, they just got them wrecked. But yeah, holding, right. holding for kicks for the heavyweight. I'm a little guy, man. So when I hold for the bigger guys, like even when I hold for Ray, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I know the feeling. 
I know the feeling. I, 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 I like when I have Corey in the gym, uh, my, the guy I was just talking about a little bit ago, I find the thickest pair of pads I've got when I'm holding tie pads because I know it's, it, it's gonna, it's gonna be punishing. I think Ray likes the left when I kick him though. <laughs> it's better to give than to receive, you know. Yeah, yeah. he's like, "Damn, caveman, you hit me so hard! Stop it!" <laughs> yeah, caveman, you you kicking me like you see uh, one of your enemies. <laughs> That's because I got a hole for you, bro, and you're breaking my arms. I'm, I'm really upset with you. I'm trying to let you know. <laughs> so Ray's got a story. We were trying to do this podcast the other week, and Ray had a hit and run accident. So Ray's gonna ask you for some advice right now. Quite right. Oh man, I don't know if you want advice from me. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> it might lead you to a worse place than you're already at. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I just want to, you know, tell people this story. You know, uh, New Year's Eve, I got in a car accident. Uh, well, this kid collided on a bike, collided in my car, and uh, he went in the store. I got to park the car, talk to him, and uh, he said he didn't want the police involved. He didn't want no ambulance, mm-hmm. nothing like that. And then, uh, <clears throat> so the next day, he called the police, said that I hit him and took off. So, oh, uh, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he made a claim to my insurance, and then he told the police that uh, I hit him and he, I took off. And uh, But they knew it was a lie because they saw the video at the, the corner store, so. I told them my story, then, uh, you know, they knew I was telling the truth, so. Well, I'm glad. So you're all right? You yeah, I'm all, I'm all right now. Um, yeah, no, just a lesson learned to call the police when uh, you get in an accident. The police came <laughs> yeah, to your house. <laughs> yeah, they came to my house looking for me. Oh, man, yeah, you don't take, take care of it on the spot. You don't want to drag any out in the middle of the night in your underwear, man. <laughs> and then uh, and then a couple of days later some dog some mutt bit me in the hand <laughs> I had to go to the hospital for that so, so you're on you're on a roll there I hope yeah you <laughs> yeah so this 20 uh 2020 been kind of crazy for me well it's got nowhere to go but up yep so you know I'm back in order now so I'm ready to do more podcasts and uh you know just stay focused so yeah. that's why we we had a, a date with you already originally scheduled, and we had to change it. But uh, Ray was going through some stuff, so we want to make sure that we uh, officially apologize to you on the air. Uh, that's, that's all right. I know how life is. Things happen. No worries on my end. So uh, I heard Militich may be fighting again. Did you hear that? Yeah, yeah. Pat's going to fight uh, Michael second to none in uh, the Quad Cities, what I understand. Are you uh, going to go down and try and check that out, or what oh, are you yeah, going I'm on? Oh, yeah, I'm try and get there for sure. That's a, probably about a, oh, about five-and-a-half, six-hour drive for me, so I'll, I'll, I'll get there. Cool. Is that, like, something that you're really into, since that was one of the guys that trained you when you uh, first oh, came yeah, back I'm, out? I'm, I, I, I think the world of Pat. I always have. He's, he's not just a, a great trainer, but uh, obviously he was a great fighter, too, and he's been a great friend to me. He supported me. Uh, he took me in as an affiliate instructor, you know, back in the day, and uh, not everybody was real kind to me back in those days. So I, and I told him in the beginning, I said, if, you know, I'd, I'd love to be an affiliate instructor under your umbrella, but if you don't want to take me on because of, you know, any blowback you might get from people because of, you know, my history, I said, I'll understand and no hard feelings. And he said, no, absolutely not. He said, you come on, be, be proud to have you. I got great training. I uh, wish I could have been out there more, but uh, I'm always grateful for the training that I had and uh, the way he, you know, he accepted me into the fold. And I still keep in touch with him now. And uh, yeah, he's he's been a great addition to my life. How's his neck and body doing? I know he's having a lot of problems before, and that's kind of why he stopped fighting again. Yeah, his neck was really bad. Uh, I don't know. I haven't asked him how his neck is right now. I know he he trains a lot. So I know he's, you know, his conditioning is has never been let go. I think he's maintained a really good level of fitness. He does a lot of um, ultra endurance runs, and I know he does a lot of other workouts too. And a lot of the workouts that I put my guys through came directly from Pat, or they were inspired by him, and I I, I tweaked things and maybe did things a little different. But for the most part, uh, he was as far as MMA conditioning. Uh, most of what I got came right from Pat. 
That's awesome. So you know he's going to be in shape time for the fight. Oh, oh yeah. He'll be in shape. Yeah, I don't, like I said, I don't know how his neck is. I know when he fought Henzo, his neck, he, he, he should never have taken that fight because his neck was in such bad shape. But, you know, Pat, Pat is Pat's a, a, a true fighter, and, he, you know, he took the fight anyway. Uh, didn't didn't go his way. I wish it would have. But, you know, he, he rolled the dice and took his chances. And, um, I'm pretty sure that... Uh, it says this is going to be a kickboxing match. He'll be all right. I don't think Michael Nunn's not going to be able to grab him by the neck. I don't know if Michael Nunn would know how to grab him by the neck. <laughs> His <laughs> past wrestling has always been really good, too. So, I mean, oh, there's, no, uh, <laughs> there's no chance that he's really going to push around in the clinch so much. Ray, you should no, TC, Pat, Pat, Pat's not going to get pushed around anywhere by anybody that's anywhere close to his size. He's, he's, he's a beast. He's strong. He knows how to use his weight. He knows... You know, he understands balance and leverage. And, yeah, Pat Pat, Pat was such an all-around guy from way back in the beginning. And uh, he's only gotten more and more that way over the years. You know, first real, real camp for uh, MMA, yeah. too, the Militich yep. fighting system. Yeah, no kidding. I used to go out there uh, once a year. I, I went out there for karate seminars. And I would stop in and visit for a day when I was there before I was affiliated with Pat. And uh, they were in a racquetball court in the Gold's gym at that time. And uh, it, was, it was pretty funny to w- go in there and see, you know, the, 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 the most famous people of the day in their training in a racquetball court. And uh, <laughs> then they, they moved to a, to a gym down by the river. <laughs> they, they just kept getting bigger and bigger. Uh, and his gym was never big. It was never fancy. But uh, it, it was it was uh, you knew when you walked in there you were someplace special just by the just by the atmosphere and the attitude of everybody there. I couldn't imagine his gym being fancy. <laughs> no, there's no there was no frills, baby. You 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 had what you needed and nothing more. Uh, he was he 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 made sure that uh, you weren't going to be spoiled or coddled when you were in there. There was no you know no 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 frills. You guys were from a time of savages. I love it. Oh, they were man. They were they 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 were beasts in there. If you went in there on a Monday night or a Wednesday night during pro night, and you walked out on that floor. You damn well better have yourself ready to go because they didn't care who you were or where you were from. If you had balls enough to walk out on that floor, you were going to go hard. Or, <laughs> you know, I saw many people, and you know, like I said, I wasn't there all that often. I wasn't a regular there. I wish I was, but I wasn't. But whenever I was there, I would see new guys come in, and. uh Man, I, I I saw them just get handled, and he'd go in the next day, and he wouldn't see them anymore. <laughs> you know, they, they, everybody had an idea, and everybody thinks they know what it's about, but uh, nobody knew what it was about in that gym until you were actually went in there. And like I said, they, you know, you go in on any given night. I would go in there. I would, you know, Matt Hughes was there, Jens Pulver was there, Jeremy Horn was there. Wow. Uh, Spencer Fisher was there. Drew McFedrick was there. Tim Sylvia was there. Nate Schrader was there. And all these guys would eat your lunch and not give you your money back. <laughs> there, there, there were guys in there whose names that nobody knows who were as tougher, tougher than those guys were. That's... I mean, it was crazy. There was a guy, a wrestler there, who would he? He, had, he was a double amputee, and when they did the warm-ups where, where we jogged around the mat. He jogged around on his stumps. Damn. And everybody was scared to death to grapple with this guy because he, I mean, even the best of the best, he had this, this guy handled them like they were children. Amazing. Amazing. Mm. And nobody knows, you know, nobody outside of the gym would know who he was. I mean, just, just crazy tough guys. Wow. Do you know his name? It's, it escapes me right now. I, I, I'm embarrassed to say that I do not remember his name now, but. Anybody else who was a regular at the gym, I'm sure they remember. Yeah, we'll have to get The guy was crazy good. He was so damn strong. We got to get him on. I'm sure he's got some great stories. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. We should try and get Pat Militich, too. Oh, yeah. That would be a good one. Uh, Did you see UFC? This last one? Yeah. No, I'm too poor to get paid. Oh, (laughs) man. Do you know what happened? Did you see the main event? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, the main event, I, I know what happened there. What do you think about that? What do you think about Cowboy McGregor? <laughs> <laughs> ah, shit. 
Well, I, I'll, I'll tell you that it's one of, you know, a lot of times people ask me to pick a fight and I'll pick it. And it's usually the kiss of death. If I, if you want a guy to lose, tell me to pick him and I'll pick him for you. And, 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 and if I pick him to win, he's going to lose. <laughs> but, uh, this, this one I picked, right. Um, I, I think, uh, I think the UFC is very invested in Conor McGregor. I think the, they know that all the money that he has made them, all the money that he will make them. And they've already made the, the, a lot of money on Cowboy, and I think Cowboy's probably on the downside of his career. He's been through a lot of wars. He's given everything he's he's has to give, and he's probably on the backside of his career. I think he might be getting a little chinny. He's been lit up a few times. I think historically, once a, once somebody starts, to, their chin starts to go. I think it continues to go, and I don't think it comes back. I think he fought too soon after Gaethje. He got stars tonight. Yeah, Gaethje he got fight. he got he got he got rung up real bad. Um, but Cowboy's Cowboy. I mean, he he's a fighter. He fights. Uh, he'll turn around and fight. You know, in a real short turnaround time. And I'm not sure that that's the best thing for you health wise <laughs> and for your longevity as a fighter. But I mean, you can't question the guy's heart. I, I know. A lot of people are. A lot of people saying he quit. A lot of people saying he threw the fight. And I said, okay, well, why don't you stand in front of that man and then you tell him that you think that he quit or you think that he threw the fight. I don't think very many people would do that. I don't think there's any way he threw that you fight. You know, everybody well, in the internet talking. He's, all, all the fights that this guy has had and he's going to throw this fight, why? I yeah. mean, come on. That's, uh, he's a fighter. He fights. And he rolls the dice. Uh, he doesn't have a great history in the biggest fights that he's landed. Uh, he, he's come up short. But uh, who knows what the reason is for that. I don't know what the reason I don't think anybody really knows. Maybe he doesn't even know. But I know that he's 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 given all of us as fans of the sport so much. Look at Look at all that he's done. Look at all the fights that he has. Look at the records that he holds in the UFC. Uh, this is not a guy that's just going to go out there for a payday and lay down. Yeah, no way. Not not intentionally. No, I I think I think that's I think that's that's a terrible thing to say about a man. I think you're you're you're, you're shitting on a man's integrity, and you're 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 overlooking all of what he did give you, and you're overlooking what this sport really is. I mean, it it can happen in this sport. You know, thing things happen. Things happen fast. Things that you don't expect happen to happen will happen. I mean, it's it, it's just the way it is. And we're, I'm not. Gonna, I'm not ever going to question the man's heart. I'm never going to question the man's motivation. I'm damn sure not going to say that I think he threw a fight. Yeah, we were just talking about earlier how the, it's the punch that you don't see that knocks you out, or you. That's pretty oh, much what yeah. you said. And those yeah. shoulder strikes that I got hit with, man. I mean, people are like, "Oh, he just hit him with his shoulder," but he busts up his nose and he whacked him good twice, two like very clean shots with his shoulder. And I don't know what everyone's thinking. Those are hard shots. It's not like something that's oh. He just hit you with your shoulder. You know what I mean? Like, then he Randy, his- Randy Couture didn't do that because it didn't work. Randy <laughs> Couture did that because it worked really, really well for Randy Couture. And if it worked well for Randy, it's probably going to work for anybody else who's smart enough to use him at the right time. Right. Dirty boxing. Yeah. 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 You know, I'd say people, you know, I, I, I get a kick. You know, I read a little bit. Some people say, oh, I've never seen that before. Well, you, you haven't been watching if, or you just started watching because this, this, People have been using shoulder strikes as long as I can remember. I've never – he did it right in the very middle of the octagon. I've never seen it used like an octagon where guys coming into you. And it wasn't right, I really, saw the clip of that. Yeah, yeah it wasn't quite really in the clinch yet. Defense. Yeah, and uh, I think it's pretty inventive to, to use it in that spot, but it's definitely a technique that's been used for the, the dawn of time. But I think it was even worse because Cowboy's walking right into it too. Normally yeah, you're well, just yeah, eating it on the fence. Did he broke his nose with that, that shot? It looked like it. He was yeah, bleeding was bad. Yeah. And then a head kick, too, right after that. I mean, that'll put anyone down. Yeah. Uh, let, let Connor if, kick you in the head. If you're gonna take, and if you are going to take a dive, you're, you're probably not going to get your nose broken and eat a high kick. You're, you're probably going to figure out a better way to do it than that. Yeah. Not only that, I, I don't think the referee's going to let you take a beating like that if you're just quitting. Like, he knows Cowboy's yeah. still trying to fight. Yeah. Yeah, he took a beat in there. What did you think about the respect that Connor showed to him, though? 
you know, I'd, like I said, I didn't see it. Uh, I, I, I heard that uh, McGregor was being a lot more low key and a lot more respectful. And uh, you know me, I'm an old school guy. And if he is, I'm glad. I'm very glad. Uh, the, the the talent that that man has, and of course, this is from a I'm I'm a, I'm a hardcore fan, and I don't need the theatrics. I don't need the bullshit. I don't need uh, all of the the blustery you know, bravado. I'm, I, I like to see two skilled fighters go out there and test themselves against each other and may the best man or woman win. And, um, but I know that a lot of people are into that drama. They're into the theatrics and all of that, uh, hype that goes around it. So it, it makes money and it helps the sport grow. So I, I understand that, but if he's being more respectful, then I mean, I'm, I'm, very glad for because I, you know, it would make it a lot easier for me to really be a fan of his if he was. I don't think it's going to last long. I think it just depends on the individual. But him and Probably. him and Cowboy were so respectful of each other the whole build up, the whole press conferences, and after the fight too, it was really nice to see. I thought you'd really like that. I didn't know how much of it you yeah. caught, but I, I no, wanted. I just saw some pictures online uh, you know, of, of uh, Connor and Cowboy's grandmother and uh, and him and Cowboy together, and I, I like I said, I like that. But probably wouldn't have happened if Khabib and Khabib's grandmother was in there. <laughs> <laughs> That's never going to happen. Those guys will be killing each other no. for all the time. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think that ship has sailed. I think those two guys are—they're uh, always going to be. There's always going to be some animosity there, no doubt. I think he might have learned a little bit of a lesson from Khabib because Khabib wasn't playing with what he said. Khabib was not selling anything. That's how he really no. felt. No, I, I think Khabib and the culture that he comes from. When you start insulting him and his family and where he comes from, that they, they that's it's a personal thing. It's it's it, I don't think it's a hype thing, and I think it really pissed him off. Yeah, the the Russians don't take jokes like that. Yeah, well, <laughs> they'd be waiting for especially you, especially <laughs> the 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 Dagestanis and, and those guys. They're they're they don't fool. They're 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 serious. So he said he would never give Khan a rematch, even if they stripped him of the title. That's how serious I, yeah, it is. I think I remember reading that. I I I don't know if I maybe maybe not. I don't know, but I don't know why he wouldn't. Right? Don't you want to beat him up again? <laughs> well, yeah, he's got another opportunity. Yeah. At this point. And, yeah, but he's he's got a he's got a problem in front of him now that he's got to solve before he even thinks about Connor. He, you know, he's you know Ferguson's somebody that nobody's talking about. Ferguson. It's everybody's talking about Khabib and Connor and. Uh, Justin Gaethje and, and Jorge Masvidal, and uh, I'm, I'm not hearing hardly anybody talk about Tony Ferguson and Khabib's got to get by him, and this guy is not going to be an easy puzzle to solve. He's pretty insane. Do you see? He's, he's kind of nuts. He's very unorthodox. He's got a lot of skills everywhere that he, that that you go. He's he's got a great gas tank. Uh, I don't think it's going to be an easy fight for. I don't think. I don't think Tony's an easy fight for anybody. I think he's going to give anybody fits, whether he wins or loses. I don't know, but I, I think he's he's a he's a different different breed of cat. The key to that fight is, you know, uh, the pressure, right? Getting against the cage and grinding out um, with the wrestling style, and then because he usually grab people on, um, towards the cage and then take them down, right. Yeah, I, I, I think that is the key. I think you're exactly right. I think Tony, if he's got room, I think he's going to be he's going to be a nightmare. But if you can get inside of that range, get him against the cage, take him down. He's but he, once he gets him down, he's going to have to be a little careful because he's got some wild submissions too. You, got you can't it. be you can't be too careless. And you know, but you know, Khabib's got good position. He's he, he looks like he's really you know. So, you know, so you can grapple with some guys and they feel like they weigh three times more than they do because of the way they put their weight. And it looks to me like that's what he does, too. When <laughs> he gets on top of people, they, 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 they seem like they can't move just because of, you know, his positional control and where he puts his weight. All the guys at ATT say he's like no one they've ever grappled with, the, his pressure. I mean, come on now. He's three years old. He's wrestling a bear. <laughs> <laughs> I think the the in that fight you're gonna know in the first takedown how the fight's gonna go because if Khabib can control him on the ground and Ferguson can't cut him with elbows 
Off the bottom, it's going to be a long day for him. He's going to get mauled on the bottom for five rounds, I think. Yeah, I I agree. I think whoever puts the fight where they want it to be, uh, that's you know that that's the key. That's the key with pretty much any fight, but this one maybe more so. Just you know, Khabib if Khabib gets in where he needs to get in, and he's you know so far he's you know he's perfect. He's done it all, and nobody nobody's beat him yet. So. He shows holes in his conditioning, though, and that's not what you want to have against Ferguson. No, you better you better be in shape. <laughs> you better have your weight situation figured out, and, and not have any last minute huge weight cuts that you have to do. You got to you better manage everything just right because you know, he'll 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 go for five and still be ready to go for more. Yeah, maybe he should come with you and get some Miltich uh, conditioning going on. Oh, well, he's welcome. <laughs> come on. <laughs> So we talked a lot about MMA, but uh, I'd like to get into a little bit of the traditional martial arts with you. Um, can you talk about the traditional side of your training? Uh, it's the same thing I've always trained. Uh, well, not always. I, I started in Chinese martial arts back before the earth cooled, and we were still wearing, wearing loincloths and everything else. But uh, in 1979, I started in uh, Okinawan karate and weapons, and that's, that's what I still do. Uh, I train every day. Um, my morning starts out. I get up uh, between four and four thirty every morning. Get down in my basement and 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 train a little bit to get my get my day off to a good start. Uh, and like I said, it's there, there's something every day, and it's uh, there, there's always there's always traditional martial arts in my day somewhere. Do you get more spiritual and mental? Um, res- not results, but. Um... I don't know the word I'm looking for. More spiritual and mental uh, satisfaction from that than training, or is it more of a physical release for you when you're doing a traditional martial arts? Because I see you do the katas, and you look so peaceful and normal. And I watch your katas all the time on Facebook. I, I like that you post them. And I used to do traditional karate too, and it used to just be like almost a med- like meditation to me. And I watch that, and I'm just wondering what you're thinking while you're going through those. Yeah, it's 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 very much that for me. It's to me, it's the it's it's everything, uh, and and that's one of the beauties of it for me. Um, it's it's it is spiritual for me, and it is it's almost. I'm not going to say it's meditation, but it's meditative. It brings me peace. It gives me focus. Um, if you if you practice it enough, you get some physical conditioning out of it. You 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 learn movement. You learn how to move your body. You learn how to keep your balance. Uh, you, you learn how to flow from one thing to another. Um, there, there's, it's just the whole ball of wax, and you can you you can continue to practice until you, obviously because I'm old. You can continue to practice till you're old, and uh, and it continues to bring you. You know all of the benefits, and I know a lot of people don't believe it anymore in this day and age. But there's a, there's a, a huge self defense aspect of it if you train it correctly, and a lot of people don't. Uh, a lot of people are into the hocus pocus and smoke and mirrors and you know, <laughs> magical stuff, and that's that's not what it is. It's hard work, uh, and it, there, there's a continuum in training if. You know, and then this is just my opinion, but if you just do kata and nothing else, then you're not going to train yourself to defend yourself. You have to, you have to train with a partner. Um, you, to me, I, I tell people it's it's like when you go to college, you have uh, lecture, you have lab, and then you go out into the world and you get a job and put everything that you learned into practice uh your your basic drills and your kata that's like your lecture that's teaching you that's giving you the tools that's putting the tools in your toolbox and then when you start working with a live partner that's learning how to use the tools that you've gotten in the lab and then when you actually fight then that's taking everything and putting it all together because a lot of people forget what martial and martial arts means it's it, it's a warrior art it's it's a fighting art it's it's not just for exercise it's not just for meditation yes it should have all of those components in it it should make you a better person it should make you a better human being 
And it saved my life. It's given me something to focus on that's brought me peace and gotten me through some of the most horrendous things that you could ever imagine. But it also has to be something that is useful for you if you have to use it and not necessarily in a sporting context. Um, and that, you know, it's true, true martial arts weren't designed to be for like a competitive nature where, okay, you and I agree, we're going to fight. We're going to go in this cage. You're going to make money. I'm going to make money. We're going to fight. It was to, if you were walking down the, the street, walking on the beach in Okinawa, whatever, and somebody came up and tried to hurt you, it was for you to defend yourself. And that's a world apart from being a sport. And I try to explain to people that, you know, a martial art has to have all of those things encompassed in it to be a true martial art, in my opinion. And every martial artist has to be able to fight. But every fighter is not necessarily a martial artist. There's a big difference. I like that. And um, I really, when I first started MMA, I really liked watching GSP, too, just because he embodied everything that I learned in the traditional martial arts, too. Yes, uh, his, his book, if anybody hasn't read his book, um, of, of all of the MMA-related books that I've read, I, I enjoyed his the most. His was really good. Did you read Fighter's Heart? Yes. Yeah, that's a really good one, too. Yes, that one was great, too. For anyone that hasn't fought, if you read Fighter's Heart, it's going to give you pretty much what it is, what it feels like to fight. Yes, exactly. I agree with you. I'd almost forgotten about that book. I've got that one up on my shelf. Yeah, that's a really good one, too. And GSP's is the best about the culture fighting, the mentality that you should have, I think. Right. I think so. I agree 100%. Awesome, man. I think we're going to leave it at that. I really enjoy having you on here. And hopefully we get like 10,000 more views. So that would be great, too. But uh, <laughs> you, you're an interesting man. And I love listening to you spout wisdom. It's pretty amazing for me. Well, yeah. I, thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. I'm we definitely glad to be have on. You guys, you guys have always treated me well, and I really appreciate you. Uh, we appreciate you, too. Thank you very much for coming on. I apologize once again that we had to put you off. Uh, no worries. I wasn't going anywhere. Hopefully Ray doesn't run anyone over before next time. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> yeah, Ray, be careful. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much. We appreciate your time, sir. Thank you, guys. Yep. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Fred Eddish once again on Caveman's Corner. Yes, we got to have him again. I know. Every to the 200 episode. Yeah, 200. We should have him every 100 episodes. <laughs> For real, dude. I love Fred. It's like listening to Mr. Miyagi, dude. Yeah. For real. Like, he feels like Mr. Miyagi when he's talking. Like white Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> <laughs> white Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> he's our white Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> yeah, he's a good guy, man. Cool guy. Uh, he's, he knows what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. Um Hard times make a hard people, and he's definitely a hard person. Yeah. So UFC 2 probably changed his life totally. Yeah. And what he had to go through after yeah. that. Yeah, can you imagine? I can't, I still can't imagine what that's got to be like. Right. I couldn't imagine. I, you know, he he took it, he dealt with it, and he lets a vampire what it is. Yeah, I know. Like, some, some other people wouldn't be able to take it. It wouldn't handle that. But we're looking at it from today. Can you imagine today? You'd be getting texts and IMs and DMs and uh, Facebook messages and Twitter tweets. All kinds of shit about him. The fucking trolls are terrible. Know, terrible. But he still said there's people bothering him, calling him and stuff, too. That's even worse. Damn. Can you imagine someone calling you now saying you suck? But wait a minute, this happened like how many years ago? 94, no, 95, 95. Oh, yeah, that's over 20 years ago. Yeah. That's when I had my first fight, Ray. Oh, shit. 1995. Damn, you old fucker. Yeah. I'm so, old, too. I just turned 39 years old. If I fight this year, I've been fighting 25 years. You should fight. I'm trying to fight. King of um, the Cage? Got something. No, not King of the Cage. I got something in the works. I can't talk about on uh, on air right now. I, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. I know what you're talking about. I ain't going to say nothing. I know, though. I, I seen that message <laughs> on Facebook. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I remember what you told me. So I, I know. I know. Yeah. I ain't going to say nothing. Yeah. It's in the works. Okay. We'll see if it, if it comes true or not. If it does come true, you guys will be the first ones to know. Okay. Yeah. 
So 100 episodes. What's your favorite part about doing this so far? Uh, it's cool, you know, getting to talk to fighters, man. You know, uh, some of the UFC fighters and, you know, some of the legends in the sports. I thought, I, you know, I thought it was a cool thing, you know. What you think about? What's your favorite of doing these episodes? I think um, I really wanted just to talk because I like to talk a lot. And I wanted people to listen to me when I first started a podcast. But I like being able to talk about things that are relative to MMA. Mm-hmm. And I like watching you grow, man. My favorite part of this podcast is watching you coming around from being like, ah, I'm in um, New Jersey. I'm not going to, I'll be right there. And then you're in New Jersey and you're checking in New Jersey to <laughs> actually booking damn. these great guests that we've been getting. You've really taken it no, let to me, heart let me, and no, let getting me, guests, dude. No, and I really appreciate everything no, you've no, done. Let me ask you something, though. <clears throat> We are we in the caveman corner. We love MMA, martial arts, right? Right. And, you know, sometimes I get rappers. And I try to, you know, go sometimes in a different route. I, um, like Joe Rogan, kind of. Yeah. yeah. So I think I think that's cool. Except we're not smart like Joe Rogan. So yeah, we can't not. get scientists and shit. <laughs> when we're good, we can get scientists and shit when we get enough listeners, man. I would like to get that uh, the one scientist to go over uh, always in Joe Rogan show. Uh, Neil, uh, Neil deGrasse the Ty- Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah, yeah, he's big time. We gotta get like a a regular scientist in here. Uh, we we should probably get some uh, foreign students from UB. Yeah, we could probably do that. <laughs> I wanted to do a podcast with um a musician, mm-hmm. uh, a pro fighter, and some something else that they prepare and then go on stage. I'm not sure what other kind of athlete, but some kind of athlete, a comedian. Performer. Maybe yeah, like a comedian would be good. I know. I know. Listen, and I know. Just, I know a comedian. He'd be having shows and yeah. stuff like that. Uh, come on, Terrence, and get them all together and just talk about their prep, mental preparation for fights and see the, the mental preparation that goes into a fight. I thought I always thought that would be a good topic. That'd be cool. Maybe we should do that. Yeah, that'd be something that would be really fun to do. I know a comedian too. Yeah, I know uh, someone that's in the uh, uh, orchestra too that we could get. I've I actually talked about doing it with him. One of Force's friends' dads. And then, you know, we know a ton of fighters that we could get in. Yeah, we could get the fighters. We get the mm-hmm. comedian, musician. Mm-hmm. Um, That's three. Three would be good. Three be good? Because okay. we can't get too many. We don't have the big room like we used to. Yeah, yeah. When we had the big room, we could have got more. But three. Oh, yeah. We don't, got the, big, do. we don't got the million-dollar studio. No yeah. Now we're down there like, the $10 studio. <laughs> Mama's basement studio. Yeah. So we still got to get Solomon on again before it goes back to camp. Yep. Uh, also, if you're listening, vote right now. Go to the CFFC uh, Facebook page and vote for Solomon having the best fight of the year. So you can get a couple more votes. I've already voted. Yeah, me too. I voted on all my accounts too. I got three accounts, so I voted on all of them. <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah. I'm trying to help you out, Saul. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I should use my my Yahoo. Yeah, definitely. Definitely sign in and, and uh, vote for him as many times as you can. They all help. That's, I ain't th- I ain't think about that. You're a yeah. smart motherfucker. Kid, I know, man. dude. I know how to work these things. <laughs> um, we'll get him back on. Uh, we both messed up the time. Saul thought I meant 8 a.m. And he was ready to go at 8 a.m. And I wasn't. And I'm at 8 p.m. And then he couldn't do it at that night time. And, so. he, thought, and uh, he thought we was in a million dollar studio, Yeah, he too. thought we were in a million dollar studio, too. But we'll get him back on and we will um, we'll talk to him again. Before he leaves for his camp, uh, he'll be fighting soon again. Uh, we have Pat, Pat on again. He saw the fight in Japan. Oh man, yeah, the Risen fight was amazing. He's a good motherfucker, dude. Yeah, he's, he's a real places. deal. He's gonna be the champ. Yeah, no one's gonna beat him. I was just rolling and sparring him the other day, man. He is feeling solid. Mix, man. He's the beast, man. He's the man. He's gonna be the best fighter at that weight class in the world. I saw. One hundred percent believe that. Like I saw, I saw the fight, man, and um, I ordered it on pay per view like a normal guy, you know. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, man, it's a good fight. I Three in the morning, I'm like yelling in my house. Yeah, it's crazy, dude. You know what though? I haven't seen a Japanese event in a long time since Pride, and it brought back memories. <laughs> it did. <laughs> I was thinking about the old days too. And, 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 and you see how like. Before the fight even began, they're calling up the mm-hmm. fighters and they in the stage. And um, we could have done that one. We should have sat down. And we should have done that one live. Like uh, we could have done, got a lot. Oh, we could put on the computer. and We could stream live, since we were both up. Yeah. And it's risen because they probably won't come after us for copyright. 
We should do. Uh, let, let's do. Uh, we can't uh, do UFC. Let's do. Let's do. Let's do. Uh, let's um. Let's do a, a, a fight. Um, like a fight companion. Uh, a fight commentary with Pat Mix fight. Let's do that for the I, next one. For the the one he just did in, in visit. Let's do. Oh, that. like a commentary or something. Yeah. Hell yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. I, I already got the video in my computer. Yeah, we could do that. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah. And then we'll send it to him. He'll like it. Yeah. We'll talk some shit. <laughs> That'd be funny. We've done a couple of them. We should post them. We go back and repost them. We should we should do like my fight. We should do, we just just do all different fights. Yeah, and we can, fights that we can't get you know in trouble for copyrights. Yeah, <laughs> we can put them on YouTube then, and we can put them on our channel for the you guys. Make sure you're subscribing to the channel on YouTube too, and uh, like all our funny videos, especially the McDojo videos and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm getting tired getting kicked in the nuts. Yeah, <laughs> it's your turn to kick me now. Next time. I'm going to have Cuomo ban that nut shot. <laughs> New York State got a bandit came in. They, they got to protect my nuts. <laughs> Dude, it's like, that's the second time I'll spit out my drink today. During, uh, when Fred, Ash, what did he talk about that I wanted to spit out my drink? Something about old kung fu back oh, in the yeah, 70s. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's talking about the 1970s kung fu shit. And I just took a, a sip. I almost spit all over the mic. That was terrible. That would have been awful. It would have been expensive oops. I like Fred a lot, man. That was oh, yeah. Good. He always cool. What's been your favorite movie? Uh, favorite moment as a team, like me and you as a team? Oh man, it's so so man. It's, we had a lot of moments, man. Uh, technical porn. We're not coming in. We're, yeah, technical porn was a good one. That was a good one. Um, <laughs> the fa- Brian Marciniak's face when we were talking about technical yeah, porn. Yeah, yeah. That, that really made it. <laughs> Oh yeah, that one time when uh when uh you were talking about uh what the fuck y'all was talking about? You were uh Bigfoot or something like that. Yeah. And then I came in and then I was on my Facebook live <laughs> and I got the aliens eating you guys. Yeah. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> I forgot all about that too. <laughs> I just seen it the other day. I gotta I gotta post that one up. Yeah, you definitely gotta post that one up. You have to listen to the one we did with Forrest about dinosaurs not being real. Like ten minutes in, dude, he totally to to part et <laughs> et mcgee is uh the, the guy that we brought in to say that dinosaurs weren't real and force was like 10 minutes in he like totally had already undone his whole argument it was great it's really a good one wait a minute what was that one that i called in acting like some kind of hillbilly that was funny too that wasn't that uh was that the that wasn't the whitman podcast was that no was that the alien? you was talking to somebody i don't remember an alien guy, maybe you're talking about. I don't remember, but that one was funny. Was that the one where we did the UFO one? I think so. And I called in. I think like some kind of redneck from um, Mississippi or somewhere. I don't somewhere. think I post that one yet. Was that on New Year's Eve? That was on around Christmas because I was in Niagara Falls Boulevard doing Christmas shopping. Yeah, and then you and came then in. I got in trouble. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> I never posted that. I still have it in my two post. Oh, that's because Karis and uh, Force were arguing really bad at the end. On the mic, so I have to go back and it would take me hours to edit it, and I never really wanted to do it that much because it wasn't that good to start with. The yeah. best part was you, so maybe I'll I'll go back and I'll just cut off the last hour of it and uh, put that one up. That was crazy. That was a good one though. Uh, what about hookers in the trunk? Oh yeah, uh, Mark Hall. Mark Hall hookers in the trunk, and now that. Kinda has gone over to you. Now we always say you have the hookers in the trunk. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you push that on me. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Like I'm talking a nutcase. <laughs> that was so funny because he's talking about gospel and being a part of the church, and he's like, you know, when you duct tape hookers and put them in the trunk, that was like the next sentence. I was like, that was the best segue ever. And, and, and the they, wait, the and then you tell uh, Chuck Liddell coach that I was uh, that I put hookers in the trunk. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, came you making me look nuts. And now believe it too, because they think you're the coke runner guy. <laughs> oh, that's the best. Oh, uh, Brian Moore wants to go down and talk about some legends. Yeah, we can get him back on too. Uh, one of my other favorite moments is when you locked me out of the studio. Remember at the old studio? Oh yeah. When we had Sean Doherty on, <laughs> that one never made the air either because we didn't record half of it. Oh, damn. And you locked me out, and I'm, like, banging on the window, and my phone was in there, and you wouldn't let me in. 
was trying to throw snowballs up and hit the studio window. It was so cold you, out. I, I think you must have hit the wrong window here, man. Yeah. I couldn't get the snowball to hit the window. I kept missing. Because you have to like shoot straight up the way the window sills were there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was super hard. Uh, I loved having that studio. And my, I, like I said, watching your growth has been great. Watching you call the fights at FCP was really good, too. I think you, uh, you could definitely call some fights. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it was really fun. I had a really good time doing that. Oh, that was fun, yeah. Yeah. That was fun. You weren't very professional, but it was fun. <laughs> you kept copying my notes and acting like you uh, you were coming up with the stuff. <laughs> I like how you gave me the pen to yeah. hold. <laughs> you didn't even bring anything to write with. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. You're so unprofessional. I, I love know. it. But, but at least, you did a good job. But at least I dressed up nice for it. You did dress up nice and you sounded good. And then my mic sounded so dead on those broadcasts, I didn't like it. <laughs> like you couldn't hear what I was saying. And you sounded so good. I was so mad. I was still jelly about that. Oh, uh, they, they, they gave you the shitty mic? Yeah, I got the <laughs> shitty mic. You got the good one. Uh, oh, man. Yeah, but I, uh, I really I enjoy our friendship, Ray. I really appreciate you. Now it's time for me to get back to training. Yeah, get off your fat ass and come train some more. We got to make some more videos, too. You never brought those pads, so we can do reviews, too. Yeah, we got to do that review. Um, mm-hmm. My father, my father, um, he saw me the other day. I was like, damn, you got a big stomach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'll do some reviews. We'll get some work in. Come to Integrity, man. Yeah. We did all the leg locks today. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It was good. I'm ready to go now. I'm ready to train again. My hands is healed. Yeah. Dude, not only did you have that hit and run thing, you got eaten by a dog, too. Yeah, a dog bit my right hand. can't believe the crazy dogs walking around the neighborhood. Thank God they ain't got rabies. Yeah, thank God. There might be a story behind that, too. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'll take the fifth. You ready to get out of here? I'll take the fifth. Yeah. Happy 100th episode, Ray. Thank Uh, you for being here, Yeah, thank you, man. Thank you, man. Listen. My first episode I did was with Mickey. That one was a special guest. Yeah. And that was an honor for that. And uh, I'm glad, you know, you was like, yo, you know, let's let's do some more, you know. I really like you, Ray. We've, we, I think we've got something special here. Maybe no one else does, but I think it's special. <laughs> You're more than a five-cent host to me. <laughs> five-cent host. <laughs> Definitely more than a five-cent host. Yeah, I'm a, ten, I'm a good 15 cents. Yeah. <laughs> You're a million-dollar friend in a 20... 20 cent co-host yeah but you're a million dollar producer as well you do a good job getting guessing except yeah. for ken shamrock because he fucked us yeah we got fucked by ken shamrock fuck ken shamrock <laughs> i ain't gonna say that to him i'll tell them to him screw him right, i'm gonna call him up right now all right you won't do it nah i ain't gonna do it because <laughs> you're still trying to get him on the show if he comes on i'll take my fuck ken shamrock back maybe <laughs> maybe i'm gonna talk to him about it though i'll be like yo that's just unprofessional you he could just tell us he's not going to do it. You don't got to waste our time. I took two days off for that fucker. Yeah. His fucking, um, what, it's, uh, uh, what do they call them? Secretary? Secretary, yeah. yeah. She fucked us up. Yeah, all right, let's go here. All right. <laughs> you got to get Lord willing to get us a song, man. This yeah. is terrible. Yeah. All right, here, living from the Fran Doozy Studios. Grand Doozy Studios, Caveman Studios. We don't got, we don't even got the million dollar studio no more. Coming from Caveman Basement, Mother's Basement, we are out of here. Me, my bamboo lake beats here. All I can think about is a Fresh Friends song. Oh, damn. Born in West Philadelphia. I can't I can't sing, we'll probably get a copyright strike. Yeah, you don't sing it. Alright guys, we out of here. Peace. <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> what happened? I got El Torino on here. You're gonna have to do- I'll send it to you again so you can re-download it. Okay. Our Mexican music. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> oh, I appreciate you, man. I oh, love you. Yeah. Thank you for everything, really. Yeah, so next week let's get uh Spencer Fisher. Alright, sounds good. He's a, he's a, he's, is he still fighting? I haven't heard his name in a while. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. Who knows? I, I gotta look it up. He's not fighting anywhere like Maine. Because mm. he was pretty he was pretty tough yeah, in the UFC, right? good. Yeah. yeah. He's no joke, dude. He's a good fighter. But everyone in the UFC is good now. Yeah. 
That's you know true. Pat Mix. Yeah. He's going to be. He's the best. At 135, right? Yeah, that's the Yo, I got kind of pissed off. You saw when they, they did that last um, the interview at the end? Uh-huh. And that guy said, how can you show us your, your striking, your stand-up? Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck, man? Fight's a fight. If yeah. you can fight, he, he he had the opportunity to take the guy down, and he took him down, mm-hmm. and, you know, what the fuck? Well, the point doesn't matter. People are going to see us striking soon, sooner or later. He's good now, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that. I know that. Um, but I'm just saying, though, if he go get you back, he gonna go for it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why would I try to fight and get punished? The other guy, like, jump guard, pretty much. Yeah. Like, yeah. the other guy initiated the takedown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, exactly. Like exactly. exactly. Yeah. I kind of, I just thought that was stupid of that guy to ask that question. Yeah, he probably didn't speak good English, so he didn't know what to say. I'm gonna smack him. Yeah. I'm gonna smack him. No, I'm saying it was a white guy. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking someone else. Yeah, it was a white guy to ask him that. All right, let's uh let's actually get out of here. Hot oh. mic is still going. Oh you're, shit. Yeah, you're good by now. Okay. We need to get a good uh I wish if you want to play I had a great Easter egg to start this whole podcast and then Ray kept playing copyright music during it. So we lost our good Easter egg. So Ray's getting to be a really good co-host because he's getting, <laughs> getting to make sure I don't put anything damning in here. All right, we're out. Okay.